where three women with names discuss movies that are about something other than a man. Paid in Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. It's also a spoiler-filled free-for-all. You've been warned. On today's episode of Paid in Puke, we have shitloads of spirit for Peyton Reed's ahead-of-its-time cultural appropriation indictment, Bring It On, starring Kirsten Dunst, Eliza Dushku, and Gabrielle Union. Let's hear it for the five-time national cheerleading champions, the Mighty Toros! Let me see that booty bounce. Jan's got spirit. How about you? Dude, you just lost. Ever been to a cheerleading competition? We're the best. We have fun, we work hard, and we win national championships. We have a problem. About what? You ripped off those cheers. We've had the best squad around for years, but no one's been able to see what we can do. We're in trouble. But you better believe all that's going to change this year. I swear, I had no idea. Do you think a white girl came up with those moves? This isn't about cheating. This is about winning. Can we just beat these buffies down so I can go home? You want to make it right? Then when you go to nationals, bring it. That way, when we beat you, we'll know it's because we're better. I'll bring it. Don't worry. Need a new routine, something amazing and fresh. We've been saying we're the best. Now it's time to put up or shut up. Let's do this. On today's episode of Paid and Puke, we are talking about the 2000 film Bring It On, directed by Peyton Reed and written by Jessica Bendinger. And it tells the story of a champion high school cheerleading squad from an affluent San Diego neighborhood that learns its previous captain stole all their best routines from an inner city high school in L.A. And they must scramble to compete at the year's championships. And the film stars Kirsten Dunst and Gabrielle Union and Eliza Dushku. This is a movie that I've seen a bazillion times. <laughs> Love this movie. I don't know if I've seen it all the way through a bazillion times, but I've definitely seen chunks of it a bazillion times because... Back when we had cable, it'd just be on all the time. And then me and my roommates would just watch it till the end. What about you guys? Yeah. <laughs> What's your history with this movie? I have not seen it a billion times. I don't know how I missed it when it came out. I mean, I had definitely seen parts of it here and there, but I didn't watch it all the way through till like a few years ago. It was on Netflix and I watched it. And then not that long after you had people over to watch it, <laughs> yeah. like a little bring it on brunch. And then I've watched it a couple times since then, and then I just watched it again with both my kids. I think either I got it the DVD or Lucy got the DVD for Christmas. But oh, fun! So yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of DVDs this year. Like I'm trying to get back into getting DVDs because they're so cheap now. <laughs> they are so crazy cheap. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So that's my bring it on history. <laughs> I hadn't seen it very many times. I saw it when it first came out, and then just watching it the other night was the only other time. I think I can remember oh, wow. seeing it. It brought me back to a particular time in my, <laughs> you know, my youth. My, just like very 2000, just the clothes and the music. It's <laughs> yeah. a nice flashback. It is very 2000. <laughs> yeah. 
on the cusp of a new millennium. That was like the last instance of a barbed wire tattoo. <laughs> that oh, I yeah, I, yeah. I, I noticed They're that like, too. Just get one more barbed wire tattoo in here before we're done with those forever. <laughs> Even though it was Sharpie. Tattoos are strictly forbidden. I got bored during fourth period. This movie is just one big awesome quote. I've already started underlining meaningful passages in her copy of Mopey Dick, if you know what I mean. I like you were having cheer sex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. God, I can't believe you'd do that to Aaron. Do what? Especially with him. (laughs) What are you talking about? Oh, don't play dumb. We're better at it than you. You're having cheer sex with him. Missy's the poo, so take a big whiff. (laughs) Courtney, I'm the captain. I'm pulling rank. And you can fall in line or not. If we're going to be the best, we have to have the best. Missy's the poo. So take a big whiff. Uh, also, you know a white girl didn't write that. Y'all been coming up here for years trying to steal our routines. And we just love seeing them on ESPN. What are you talking about? Burr, it's cold in here. I said there must be some Toros in the atmosphere. I know you didn't think a white girl made that shit up. Oh, also, this one is just the way she, the way Kirsten Dunst says it. When she says something and Eliza Dushku is like, your breath. And she goes, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So adorable the way she does This is a serious problem. Oh, so is your breath. Oh my god. That's actually <laughs> probably my favorite line and just the, really? it's so oh, cute. She's the way very she cute. Does it. Yeah. <laughs> she's a good teenager. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then also Missy's little chant of like your school has no gymnastics team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I transferred from Los Angeles. Your school has no gymnastics team. This is a last resort. resort. We'll try and I'll do. Awesome. Oh wow. Like totally freak me out. I mean right on. Sure, sure, number one. I transferred from Los Angeles. Your school has no gymnastics team. This is a last resort. I love her. (laughs) Despite her weird, problematic, like, faux dreads that she does with her. I mean, how do people even do that back then? (laughs) I know it's sort of like if you have curly hair, you can twist your hair up. Do you remember those, like, weird... Puffy, I don't know, you could coil your hair around them. There's a wire inside, and I don't know, maybe that's what she used. I can't remember what those things were called. I really like, this is not a democracy, it's a cheerocracy. <laughs> Missy is bank. Uh, bankrupt? We've already so decided on Jamie. <laughs> Courtney, this is not a democracy, it's a cheerocracy. I'm sorry, but I'm overruling you. You are being a cheer tater, Torrance, and a pain in my ass. I definitely wrote down Missy's the poo. I really love and just think about the delivery of this line all the time. You've been touched by an angel girl. You've been touched by an angel girl. I just absolutely love that girl and everything she says is so funny. (laughs) She's one of the girls in the Clovers. Apparently there's three of the Clovers that make up the R&B group Black, B-L-A-Q-U-E. And they sing a song in the closing credits, too. So she's, like, one of the girls from that group. But I just really love her delivery on everything she says. Oh, like, she well, let me beat these buffies down. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's oh, my yeah. favorite. <laughs> yeah. Can we just beat these buffies down so I can go home? I'm on curfew, girl. And then were the ethnic festivities to your liking. You guys enjoy the show? Yes, were the ethnic festivities to your liking today? What am I... We could talk about how Rob is, but... <laughs> There's just not enough clovers in this movie. These are spirit fingers. I, <laughs> I think about that a lot. That line goes through my head a bunch. These are not spirit fingers. These are spirit fingers.
These are gold. The loser sneeze. Sneeze. I just heard it right there. Guys, come on. I mean, what is that from like the 1900s? Nobody does that anymore. <laughs> loser. <laughs> nice. I don't think they got the memo about the loser sneeze. I really like that he says the loser sneeze is so 1900s because it was just <laughs> the 2000, you know, it was just 2000. So then. over, yeah. <laughs> and it is really funny, and I do enjoy in my life saying things were in 19, yada, yada, because it sounds. Yeah. So long ago, and I guess it kind of was, but... Yeah. <laughs> 20 years now. But no, when you're old, wild. you forget. Yeah, time just goes by faster and faster until you die. <laughs> what about you, Christina? Um, I liked the, it's not a democracy, it's a cheerocracy as well. And then, like, the other girl calls her a cheer-tater. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. Tor. <laughs> And then the whole concept of the spirit stick was kind of funny to me because I'd never heard anything about what that was. Some weird, like, totemistic cheerleader thing. <laughs> and, and there was a dude that's like, hey, you want to see my spirit stick? And, like, the end, I don't know. I just started <laughs> laughing because I'm like, what is the spirit stick thing? Because Kirsten Dunst really believes in the yeah. superstition of it. And I thought, I don't know, I found that really funny. That is really funny and really cute, the way she doesn't believe in it exactly, but she does, but when Missy's, like, tossing it around, yeah. she still looks really worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll go to Hades. Yeah, you'll go to Hades. <laughs> I also really like when she's like, we're cursed, obviously, look at all this shit that's happened. And Missy's like, you're not going to go to Hades. And she says, take a look around, we are in Hades. When they're like, when they have to do that routine that the other team has just done. It's the curse. What? The spirit stick curse. Oh, God, when you lay off with that, there's no curse, and you're not going to Hades. Newsflash, look around. We are in Hades. Rancho Carne, you're up next. She's got a good point there, because they have to perform it, and they go out there, and they perform it to the best of their ability, despite the fact that they know they're caught, and it's right. all fucked, which <laughs> I really always appreciate. They're such hard workers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, well, we can't half-ass it, because that's not who we are. Right. We're people who go all the way, no matter what. It kind of doesn't even matter, because they're, they have a buy, They buy-in. have a buy, yeah. 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 Which is, again, they could have thrown it. They could have just said, right. well, we're not doing it at all. But they went through with it anyway, but I could see how it would be internal torture for them to do that. <laughs> Torrance's whole breakup speech to Aaron. Aaron's yeah. so dumb, but I'm glad that he's there just so that she can go and give that speech. <laughs> where she's like, you were too busy to believe in me, but now I'm, she's like, now I'm confused. I love the way she says, now I'm confused. <laughs> the whole just arc of that, where she came there to break up with him, but she pretends at first like she's happy to see him, and then she's like, what's going on here? Is this a bad time? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm super busy. I'm working on this project. Yeah, you sound super busy. I guess that's it. You were too busy to believe in me. Oh, no, 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 but wait. You weren't too busy to sell me out to Courtney and Whitney, were you? Gee, now I'm confused. Well, I hope you're not too busy to hear this. Kiss my ass, Aaron. It's over. You're a great cheerleader, Aaron. It's just that maybe you're not exactly boyfriend material. Bye-bye. What else does a suicide need, huh? Now, if you'll excuse me. Shut up. Hot probs is on. Oh, shit, yeah. There's definitely, like, just weird story hot probs. Like, when Cliff comes into the classroom, 
when he first arrives and they're like, this is Cliff, he just transferred here and he sits down, the loser sneezes, he talks to Torrance. Uh, and then the bell rings and class is over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what class even was that? <laughs> it always weirds me out. They don't even like do a dissolve or anything. It's weird. I feel like that's such a weird movie thing. Like, nothing happens until like the last one minute of class. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, rings, and then the so. teacher's yelling at them like, wait, yeah. I yeah. forgot to teach you yeah, anything. I'm just, uh, I'm just starting. Missy doesn't know if Cliff is coming to Florida from California. <laughs> Torrance is like, is your brother coming? <laughs> no, she's like, is your family coming? And then Missy's like, I don't know if Cliff is coming, but right. why doesn't she know? <laughs> how, how could you not know that? Yeah, that, it seems like you would have discussed weird. it with yeah. your family, like we're flying across the country. Did it seem like the cheerleading squads were oddly student-led? Like there were no adults or anybody from the school? I feel like in my high it was school, definitely student led. Like, there was no adult. Yeah, yeah like I thought that there would be like a coach. All the teams there were coaches that were also teachers. I was just like, oh, that's yeah. different. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know what it was like at other high schools, but I mean, literally everything I know about cheerleading is from this movie. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but you're right that in other, at least in other movies about sports, there's always some yeah. adult authority figure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. supposed yeah. to make so the travel plans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was weird, like, watching them do like, a car wash scene and all the cheerleaders are in, like, bikinis yeah. and stuff. And I was just like, I don't know if they would do that now. Imagine, like, all, like, the gross old guys going to get their car washed by these teenage girls in bikinis. Ogling their goodies. Right, exactly. Hand over your 15 bucks or get out of here. What are you doing? Making money from guys oogling my goodies. Oh, I didn't need to hear that. I have a hot prop with a, I think it's... Courtney, where the guy says something about how sometimes she doesn't wear underwear. Yeah. And it's kind of like, is he saying sometimes he just fingers this girl yes. during the routine? See, um, Courtney doesn't wear anything under her spankings. There's no excuse, Jan. I can't help it if my digits slip occasionally. <laughs> uh, slip? Where? Oh, come on, Missy, don't make him say it. Oh, my God. My God, too. Oh. Sick man, Jan. <laughs> 100% the implication yeah. is that like he just fingers sex. her sometimes and she's not consenting to it. It's is gross. Is that cheer No. 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 Cheer oh, sex okay. is she's like making eyes at um, Cliff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got a weird vibe from that. I was like, what's going on yeah. there? They're like two main guys and one of them is fine and the other one is obviously gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I joined the cheerleading squad so I can finger girls, <laughs> basically. <laughs> or just that one girl, I guess. But I mean, yeah. I feel like he thinks that, you know, though she intentionally doesn't wear underwear, yeah. so that I'll do that. Later, like, when she mm-hmm. jumps, she's just like... She doesn't look doesn't like she's like into she's it or like, expecting yeah, it. Yeah, yeah like, definitely. That was my hottest prop, for sure. That is for sure the hottest prop, I think, in this movie. (laughs) That, and then the second hottest prop for me is just all the fat shaming and and calling everybody sluts all the time. (laughs) There's the the slut where it gets thrown around so much. And just all these obviously, like, very athletic women are constantly like, your butt is fat, or whatever. Hey, <laughs> or yeah. I don't want to get fat. You know, like, come on, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the, the professional choreographer just, like, yeah. one by one body shames them mm-hmm. down the line. And- Report those compliments to your ass before it gets so big it pours hey. to website. Oh, my God. You, you have weak ankles. One of your calves is bigger than the other. Too much makeup. Not enough makeup. 
What's with the skin? Say it with me. Sunlight. Male cheerleaders. Enough said. Smile. Don't smile. Check out. Good general tone and musculature. Report those compliments to your ass before it gets so big it forms its own website. Like, the line makes me laugh, but also it's fucked up, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that and there's, there's kind of some no homo humor in that yeah. humor. Yeah. Like it's saying oh, it's fine to be gay and this guy is gay and it's kind of a nice little moment when mm -hmm. he flirts with a guy at the end. But there's also a lot of it's also fine to make fun of guys for being on a cheerleading squad because that's so gay. You know. I don't think they're saying it's fine. I think they're saying that it's the opposite because if you're on a cheerleading squad, it means you're really into puss. Right, right. Okay, <laughs> like, yeah. Because <laughs> right. right. it's like those the football players are idiots because they could totally bang so many more babes if they were on the cheerleading squad. Right. Well. <laughs> Which is not great either, but right. yeah. it's, it's an unusual perspective. <laughs> I do like how completely stupid Kurt and Ram, the football players, all are in this movie. Yeah. Like, all the scenes on the football field. Right. <laughs> it's just, like, idiots making fun of each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all making fun of themselves. And I do love when that's, like, they're taunting the cheerleader, and he's like, you just lost. Yeah. <laughs> Jan's got spirit. Yes, he do. Jan's got spirit. How about you? Dude, you just lost. Football is like practice for us. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The toothbrushing scene is so weird. I don't know what the fuck oh, is up I with know. that. Oh, I know. It was so it's awkward, so but it was just like they totally wanted to be in the same room together without making it too obvious. It was so awkward, but so teenagery. I kind of appreciated it. I loved how she's like, his first day he shows up in school and she's like, Oh, is that your band? Oh, the class teacher, yeah. He's wearing yeah. like, a class t-shirt. He's like, uh, no, it's not my band. Yeah. She's like, so vintage. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of like a, a little bit of a Paul Rudd, he, you know, that mm, sort of like I can character. See that. Like, yeah. He's cute. Clueless. Definitely. If I would have been into that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he was already too young for me in 2000, even though I was only 21, but I still thought he was kind of cute. <laughs> My other problem is why she even likes her, is it named Erin? Erin, yeah. yeah. She has the worst boyfriend. Yeah. Why is she with this guy at all? It seems like he's there just for her to have a conflict and for her to dump him, like, for the other guy, kind of. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Why? What does she even like about him yeah. on any level? That's a good point. They never established that. I guess, I mean, they, it seems like they've been together for a very long time. Yeah. And he obviously had authority in the cheer. He was on the cheer squad. Yeah. Was he the cheer captain I think he before was he the graduated? Squad. Yeah. He was definitely in the squad, but was he the captain? Did he give... I feel maybe. like maybe he gave the title the Big Red because he, like, graduated two years before. No, no, no. Because yeah, he like he's going to college. He's going to college. He's going yeah. to college. Okay, he wasn't right. the lead, but he was definitely on the squad. And yeah. he was, he definitely made decisions. He yeah. had an authoritative right. vibe where he was yeah. obviously making decisions about the squad. He knows all the politics of the, of the squad. Right. Yeah. yeah, and he knows Sparky Plastery. He's the one who... Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
who gives her that number. But I don't know why it took her so long to figure out that they needed to break up. Yeah. I mean, even besides the cheating, like, it's not like he was ever a good boyfriend in any capacity. He was always the worst boyfriend. Right. Although I do love her parents when he shows up to pick her up. He picks her up for school, and he's on the way to college, and the parents are just like, stay in the car! (laughs) And then they're like, remember, he's going to college. The looks on their faces is great the whole time. Half smiling, half cringing. Mm -hmm. It's just some good, like, parental, we hate our daughter's boyfriend, but we're trying to act like we don't, so we don't drive her into his arms harder. Yeah. Acting. (laughs) It's good stuff. There's not a lot from the parents, but... I enjoy I enjoy the parents every time they're around. I really like the mom who's just trying to get her obviously smart daughter to take more classes or you know, harder yeah. classes. It just kills you that I'm not an honor student. No, it kills me that you barely make time to study. If you studied half as much as you cheer, you'd be in great shape. Your priorities are No, those are your priorities. Mine are just fine. Look. I'm just saying that college might be less of a shock if you take an extra lab or language course or Something. What do you think? Will advance chem get you off my back? Not completely, but it'll help. Done. I think that's a good dynamic. She's letting her daughter follow her dreams even though she's underperforming in school because of it. But at the same time, <laughs> she's like, just see you to, you know, I want you to follow your dreams, but I also want you to live up to your potential. And then Torrance is like, God, Mom! You know, mothers have killed to get their daughters on squads. That mother didn't kill anyone. She hired a hitman. The call out to yeah. like the, that news story. She didn't yeah. kill. She hired a hitman. <laughs> Good parents. You don't really see any other parents. Like, I really always wonder about Cliff and Missy's parents. Yes. like They, they live in this mansion there. and they're always gone. Right. <laughs> Who are those people? Another, like, minor hot prop for me, but I love it also, is Cliff's song that he writes for her and records and hands oh, her on a tape. On a tape. That's and then right. it's got, like, full backup band. <laughs> like, how did he record this song? And backing vocals and everything. It's like a fully orchestrated song. Right. Also, like, a little hot prop when they drive 100 miles to L.A. And it's like, yes, the, that cheerleading squad is practicing right now. Oh, I, and the Eliza <laughs> Dushku, I was like, she needs to look at the road more. That's like a, a thing <laughs> in movies that bothers me when yeah. they don't look at the road oh, when they're driving. You're just like Amelie. That's one of her things in the, oh. in the beginning of Amelie <laughs> when they list people's likes and dislikes. She also does. That's one of her dislikes is when people aren't paying attention oh. when they're driving. <laughs> in a movie or in general? In, mo- in a yeah. movie. <laughs> this is a hot prod for me. And it's corrected, I feel like, by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who made a musical, Bring It On. He wrote, oh, he wrote a musical. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Highly recommend it. Love it. <laughs> it's a little cheesy, but he has a white girl transfer to an inner city school and joins the cheerleading squad there. Oh, okay. And then it's it follows their route to the championships. Oh. They've taken a hatchet and hacked my <gasps> team apart. They've taken my high school career and pressed restart. I'm looking for someone to follow so I know my way. But hey, we're finding our own way now. And isn't that what being young's all about? Check it out. Oh, 
Which would have been a little bit better, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead definitely. of making the white girl. I But I do love that they have the white savior attempt that's thwarted. Mm, yeah. yeah. And then the yeah. Clovers get there on their own. So baby steps. This was 2000. They were. It was right. pretty ahead yeah. of its time. I think that's all my hot prize. <laughs> yeah, I think that was mine too. They're pretty minor for a movie like this, honestly. Except for the the fingering is like majorly problematic. Yeah, but that's like the one reason why I haven't made Lula watch this movie yet. Watch this; it's one of Mom's favorite movies, and someone gets consensually fingered in it. Right. <laughs> yeah. My mom loves that. Yeah. <laughs> Next call. It's nice to see this movie from 2000 that's just talking about cultural appropriation, which I don't really feel yeah. like. There wasn't even yeah. a word for it, then. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that also thwarts the white savior. Well, a white girl asked her dad for money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, let's not do that. Yeah, yeah. Here, I got my dad's company to sponsor you guys. <laughs> what is this, hush money? No. Oh, right, it's guilt money. You pay our way in and you sleep better at night knowing how your whole world is based on one big old fat lie. Well, you know what? We don't need you. Why do you have to be so mean? I'm just trying to do the right thing here. Look, I'm trying to be strong for my squad, okay? That's what a captain does. Well, I'm a captain too, you know. And I'm trying to make it right. You want to make it right? Then when you go to nationals, bring it. Don't slack off because you feel sorry for us. That way, when we beat you, we'll know it's because we're better. Then how Gabrielle Union's character doesn't handhold her through her, you know, her realizations. Towards like, I'm so sorry, I didn't know. And she's just like, well, now you do. I swear I had no idea. Well, now you do. The ellipses there is, it's up to you to figure out what to do with that information. Yeah. I really love that. And she goes through all the steps of, well, then I'm going to go get my dad to help. And then she goes back to ISIS with the check from her dad. And she just tears it up. She does a little bit explain what's going on. She's like, I have to be strong for my squad. But also, fuck you, we're doing this on our own. Yeah. And Torrance's face in that scene is she's kind of pissed and confused. But then she goes home and processes it. And she realizes that by the time they get to regionals, she understands the situation. And then ISIS even calls it out that time. She's like, we understand each other. They've come to an understanding. Yeah. That they res- they can have the mutual respect, but they're still rivals and they're still on their, you know. Yeah. And how Isis is like, if you really want to help me, then bring it at the competition. Let us win it fair and square. Then yeah. they do. And it's so awesome. Yeah, I love the part in the end where they, they're like, you guys were so good. And Kirsten Dunst's like, but you were better. And she's like, yeah, yeah. we were. <laughs> we were, yeah. Hey, I just want to say, you know, Captain's a captain. I respect the Kirsten out there. You guys were good. Thanks. You were better. We were, huh? I like that moment between the two of them a lot. Yeah, I love the whole ending. It's so great. Yeah. Just from the from the time they get to the competition to the end is just wonderful. Mm-hmm. I enjoy every bite of it. And then, like, second place, how does it feel? <laughs> Feels like first. So, second place? How does it feel? Feels like first. I do love a like a dance scene at the I end of a movie too. Say, I love an end credits dance scene. Yeah. <laughs> and 
And I love end credits blooper reel, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's both. Yeah, there aren't enough blooper reels in the end credits in movies nowadays, and I really, yeah, I I really love, love that. It still always makes me think not of the actual movie, but of the state cannonball run thing. Yes. <laughs> That's for me the most famous end of movie gag reel. Yeah. <laughs> because if I had enough time, I would take those rosary bleeds and uh, stuff them up your nose. These bleeds here? Those bleeds there. You gonna take these bleeds? <laughs> I would take these bleeds here. I don't know why that's so much funnier than the actual gag reel itself. The, the state doing that gag reel is just so funny. It is. It's like the original meta humor. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, and to just have a movie about cheerleading, they do like a lot of awesome dance moves and acrobatic things and at least when I was in high school it just didn't really get a lot of credit for that and they did go to compete yeah yeah it kind of exposed it's cheerleading as a real sport. as a real sport which yeah. was great and I definitely had no idea I did cheerleading in eighth grade I found a picture of my little outfit but I wasn't very into it I was very <laughs> I was very low energy I was like p-s-y-c-h-e-d Psyched is what we want to be. <laughs> I was and like spelling wow. them at that's, that's, how I, that's how I learned how to spell psyched. So, like, that's what I kind of got out of it. We didn't do any competitions like that. But yeah, the girl that was like, be aggressive, be, be aggressive in the tryouts. Be aggressive, be, be aggressive. I was laughing so hard because I was like, that's how I felt when I tried to do cheerleading. <laughs> I do like a audition montage too. I like Even that, though yeah. there's some cheesy oh, bits, like they give my regards to Broadway. <laughs> give my regards to Broadway. Remember me to Herald Square. Tell all the Excuse me! What's with the song? Isn't this the audition for Pippin? No. I always love sports competition movie when the main character or whatever doesn't win. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of that many instances where that happens, but I feel yeah. like I'm almost always like rooting for this sad ending. <laughs> I guess Bad News Bears is the only one I can think of off the top of my head. They lose at the end. I watched this show. I, I really loved I'm Corey sure Feldman when I was a kid. That's the only thing I remember about it. Was, was he in like, Bad News Bears? In the, the TV show. There's a TV oh, show? Yeah, I, didn't I know think. that. Huh. I didn't know that either. <laughs> Corey, yeah. How old was he? I think it was from 1979 or something. Whoa. Whoa. So he was really young in it. I don't know how old he was. I mean, the kids are all like 10 or 11. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, who's the... He was like 7 or something, maybe. Like, who, who's the coach in, in the TV show? Uh, <laughs> like I don't... In the movie, it's Walter Matthau, right? Okay, it's not Walter Matthau in the TV show. It's something different. It's somebody who... It would be funny if it was Jack Klugman. <laughs> it's like a, a it's I want to say no way to know. like a Wilford Brimley type guy I think but it's not Wilford Brimley the Bad News Bears TV series is it Jack Warden was his know. character name Morris it's like butter or something Jack butter Warden something? yeah that... who is that <laughs> this guy I don't know he looks like Santa Claus <laughs> I was just quickly looking to see if any other like Later, they became famous actors were in it, but I don't oh, see anybody. I remember watching it, I think it was on Nickelodeon or something. I only really tuned in because Corey Feldman was on it, and I loved him. 
had such a crush on him. <laughs> You're a Feldman guy. I was Feldman. <laughs> Were you more All of a, a hame? I was more of a hame, which I know is off-brand for me. Yeah, I would think you would be more a Feldman. But Corey Feldman always rubbed me in the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, and continues to do so. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see Dream a Little Dream? Of course. Oh I saw that movie <laughs> so many times. I thought he was so cool. Lost Boys. Lost Boys, the Feldman. That's my brothers. favorite Feldman, yeah. Feldman movie. Uh, Lucas. <laughs> oh, God. Is that Corey Haim? That's Haim, yes. Okay, yeah. I think it's just Haim. I was not he was so cute in that Corey, but... I like, as an alternate, the guy who played Parker Lewis Can't Lose was Corin something. Oh, Corin Nemec! So, yeah. Yes. So I feel like oh, I was so super duper into him yes. and that show. That was yes. a good show. Loved that, that show. That was like ahead of its time, that show. It was so quirky and... It was. Yeah. It was like a good Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know it was supposed to be a Ferris Bueller's Day Off TV show, even though they did a Ferris Bueller's Day Off TV show, but it didn't oh, do I well. Didn't know that. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, Parker Lewis Can't Lose was like, like well, what if we repackage it as this? And that's basically yeah. what it was. But he was like a likable Ferris Bueller. Right. Yeah. yeah. He was like a nice guy who was nice to his friends. <laughs> but also he had like a little bit of a Zach Morris vibe, but again, not problematic. Yeah. And it really worked. I'd love to see how it holds up now. I but bet I, it holds up. Hi, I'm Corin Nemec. I played the character Parker Lewis in the new Fox comedy Parker Lewis Can't Lose. What can I say about Parker Lewis? He's cool. He's in control. Mussolini excuse file. Okay, okay. For family witness protection program. Organ donor. Organ donor. Last year you donated a lung. This year a kidney. You donate another and you won't be able to breathe. It's a no-brainer. I'm going to the videotape. Like all the minor characters that were really funny and different, you know, mm -hmm. like the teacher, Miss Musso, was really funny. <laughs> that guy, Frank, the sort of like goth guy, I think. Yeah. And then I know, I can't remember Larry the Kubiak. guy, Kubiak <laughs> was on some other show later, like ER or something. I think. Yes, he was. Okay. And I, sure. every time I saw him, I was always like, it's Kubiak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Was but yeah, Parker Lewis can't lose. Great show. Yeah, I really <laughs> it was on Fox. Yeah, it was like very early Fox. I remember getting that, like my, we didn't have Fox oh. until later in the 90s in my town. And I have an older half sister because we like heard about The Simpsons. We were like, love oh. The Simpsons. She used to record it on VHS mm. where she lived in D.C. And she would mail the tapes wow. to us <laughs> and we would get to watch it. There was like the first episode of 90210 like oh, wow. was on after. Oh my god. And I was like, hey, there's this <laughs> other show. Golden age of television. Right <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, there's this other show that looks really good too. Can you start taping that? I don't know why we didn't have that channel, but it took a long time. I feel like everything I watched was on Fox for a long time. Yeah. It was just like all Fox all the time. Because it was in Living Color was on yeah. there. And Married with Children. Married with Children. Get a Life. Oh, no, I, <laughs> life. I loved that. I love the opening credits with Stand <laughs> yeah. as the theme song. Stand. Right. So good. Look at this cool guy who played Frank on Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would love to rewatch that show. But the DVDs are really cheap. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy like the whole season for like 10 bucks. <laughs> the whole series, I mean. Right. <laughs> yeah, three seasons of this show, so. 
Anyway, so I didn't have a, a preferred Corey, mm-hmm. but we feel like that was yeah, a Corey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he also wasn't someone I had like a crush on because mm-hmm. mine is like more Matt Dillon type. But I really liked him. I really liked that show and I really liked him. I don't know how we got onto that. No, I don't remember. Oh, I know, because of Bad News Bears. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. wow. That was like a real was... epic tangent for I us. Love, <laughs> I love the tangents, so. yeah. uh, I'm going to maybe start keeping track of how far a tangent goes right. before we get back. That went pretty far. And see, because that might have been the record breaker. Uh, we haven't done a lunchtime poll. Oh, right. So this is what's called a lunchtime poll. Did anyone think of something for a lunchtime? Christina suggested what song would be your floor routine song. Yeah, I do a Missy Elliott mashup of Work It or Ooh. Good and Get Your Freak On, maybe. Oh, that would that's be, a good one. That's really cool. That would be really fun. I like Hey Ya, Outcast. Oh, yeah. It's very, like, <laughs> marching bandy sounding in some parts, and then it's fun and peppy, and I don't know. I just really like that song. And that was just my idea, but we could do another one. No, that's a good one. Their final routine, the Rancho Carney Toro's final routine. It's a mashup of a bunch of stuff. And I like how they sped up some of the songs to fit with the tempo and keep the tempo consistent. And it reminded me of Girl Talk. Oh, like on this last watch, because obviously this predates Girl Talk. So I was thinking that any Girl Talk track would probably work. I really love Girl Talk. I don't know them. Uh, He's like a mashup guy. Oh, okay. He does really like... He does these epic, amazing mashups. classic rock with 80s and modern stuff. Yeah, a lot of modern, like really dirty rap. So it's one of those things that I have to skip in my car if the kids are around. (laughs) Because even if it starts off innocuous, there's definitely going to be some real dirty in there. <laughs> but I love it. It's fun. Maybe that would mean that it would not be allowed in a floor oh. competition. <laughs> I don't know if they have rules about that. I wish I could think of a specific track. Not at this point. <laughs> We're kind of half-assing the lunchtime poll this time. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> I would probably mash up a couple songs from the Charlie's Angels soundtrack. Oh. The most recent one, or the yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, obvious. The one with Ariana Grande. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the two songs that I'm like just really into right now are "Don't Call Me Angel," which is Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and Lana oh. Del Rey. Wow. I mean, I've got to look this up. I've never heard. Fun. And then there's another song in that soundtrack called "Nobody," and it's Ariana Grande and Shaka Khan. Oh. Wow. It's a real banger. Cool. I bet. Yeah, that would be my answer. All right. Well, now that you nice. said the word bangers, I'm going to change my answer Uh-oh. to a mashup of Squeeze songs. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> the original Baxter's Banger is the Squeeze greatest hits. So. <laughs> and I, I've kind of always wanted to do a Squeeze mashup. Uh, I'm sort of in a band. <laughs> no refunds is what we're called. And we originally were called the MC Superman Skivvies, where we did Weezer mashups. We did Weezer songs mashed up with mostly 90s hip hop. But our second incarnation is no refunds, and we are just mashing up whatever the fuck we feel like, and mm-hmm. it would be really fun to do a squeeze mashup. I've been trying to work yeah. our way in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for fun. That's why we're called no refunds, but cool. <laughs> yeah, I think I should play again. That was really fun when you guys played on your birthday, whatever that was, a long time that ago. Was a, I know, almost, yeah, it was almost, like a year and a half awesome. ago because it was for my 40th birthday. Okay. <laughs> it's really just fucking around, but it's a lot of fun. What instruments do you, or do you play? I just sing. Oh, I that's I can't awesome. play any instruments. <laughs> I can barely sing, but I really love singing. Oh, you're really <laughs> good. I've heard you're karaoke. Thank you. I think I'm karaoke good. 
but not like good good <laughs> that's how i feel about yeah <laughs> but it's super fun my husband chris plays the bass Oh, nice. And Andy Barron is on the drums, and Emily Barron is keyboard and backing vocals, and Steve, um, Steve, Mr. Steve, we call him, because we know a bunch of Steves, (laughs) (laughs) on guitar. Yeah, there's my plug, plug for no refunds. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I could just plug our merch, because we don't really have any releases or anything. (laughs) We've got great merch that I designed. I have a refund sticker on my car. Yeah. (laughs) How very... Fun facts. Fun fact number one was that all the, uh, you know, I love it when actors have to go to some kind of boot camp or oh, like yeah. pre, oh, yeah. pre-production <laughs> training of some kind. All the actors who were playing cheerleaders had to go to cheerleader boot camp. Nice. But Kirsten Dunst and Gabrielle Union were cheerleaders in high school, so they had oh. some experience. They were the only ones with actual field experience. Also, all the t-shirts that Cliff wears throughout the movie belong to director Peyton Reed, who apparently collects oh, that's nice. vintage oh, t-shirts, perfect. vintage rock t-shirts. Peyton Reed, also, I want to mention, I really like the Ant-Man movies. He directed Very Ant-Man cool. and Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I really enjoyed both of those movies, and especially enjoyed Ant-Man and the Wasp. Got a real special place in my heart for the Wasp, because Lula was really into the Wasp before anyone in the regular <laughs> world yeah, had heard of the Wasp. <laughs> So I had to make a wasp costume for her when she wanted oh. to be the wasp for Halloween many <laughs> years awesome. ago. I'm always grateful to Peyton Reed for making a wasp movie, even though it was Ant-Man and the Wasp. I really like the way it went because the wasp actually was the leader of the Avengers in the comics for a oh. while. She's amazing. And so she just spends the whole movie saving Ant-Man's ass and being <laughs> awesome. The can we beat these Buffies down line is an intentional reference to Buffy the Vampire Slayer because Claire Kramer and Eliza Dushku were both on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, funny. <laughs> and then also, Nicole Bilderback, who plays Whitney, had a cameo on Buffy. Oh, nice. As one of the cordettes in an early episode. And then my final fun fact is that the movie had a $10 million budget, but the biggest expense was that they paid $40,000 for a snippet of cherry pie. Oh, wow. For the Whoa. auditions. Always, always blows Whoa. my mind how much music costs. Oh, yeah, oh I know. It's like, yeah, can we just like write one song and be set for life, right? I know. <laughs> I know. That's why there are one-hit wonders, because it's like, whatever, you use your song on one commercial, you're set. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, like, just parts of it. I mean, yeah. it wasn't even... It was only crazy. a few seconds, it seemed like. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 40000 Mm-hmm. Crazy. And it was the biggest expense. <laughs> but they were like, it has to be that. Is I, there a good way to wrap this up? Well, Kirsten Dunst and Gabrielle Union were these two sister designers. They're called Rodarte is their fashion line. They didn't know that they were both in the campaign for it, but they were both in a photo shoot for their latest fashion campaign. And Kirsten Dunst was on Ellen telling Ellen, like, oh, I didn't even know Gabrielle was in the campaign. And then uh, I guess the internet got hold of the pictures and they did side by side. Let's do Bring It On Again. And Kirsten Dunst said she'd be (laughs) totally willing to do another movie, Bring It On movie if they made another one, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, it would be interesting. I don't know how they would do it. Like, They're the moms. they be like the moms <laughs> or something, but, but yeah, the internet was all about another Bring It On hmm. with both of them, I guess. That's interesting because they did make like a thousand sequels. Right, yeah. and isn't there a Netflix show, Bring It On something? Maybe. I thought... There's definitely some show about cheerleading right now. Cheer? Isn't it a reality show? that's what it is, yeah. Is it reality or is it... I don't know. No, it's narrative. I I think it is narrative. I I have not seen it, but yeah. I don't know anything about it. 
I do recommend that Lin Manuel Miranda musical. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just, I mean, it's goofy, but it's fun. That's cool. I get the song stuck know in my head. And there's definitely some L- LMM isms in it <laughs> that you can recognize. I've never seen it. I just have the soundtrack. And then every time it comes, for some reason, my kids can never remember what it is. It'll come on every once in a while, and then they'll be like, is this from a movie? And they literally, one of them says that every time. <laughs> and then I, every time I'm like, sort of. I'm like, we're having this conversation again. Why is this happening again? <laughs> so weird. Always, this is brand new information. I've told you so many things. <laughs> oh, All right. That's, that's it for Bring It On. Hey. On the next episode of Paid and Puke, we get Pagan AF with a feminist revenge allegory double feature. Ari Aster's Midsommar and Robert Eggers' The Babitch. If you enjoyed this episode of Paid and Puke, please take a minute to rate us highly on your preferred podcast listening apparatus. If you did not enjoy this episode, no further action is necessary. Paid and Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. Music by Silent Partner. Follow us on Twitter at Paid and Puke Pod or join us on Facebook at Paid and Puke Podcast. Thanks for listening. Lick it up, baby. Lick it up.